This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. In the last episode, number 11, you met Tracy Matthews, who's a jewelry designer turned membership site owner who does five and six figures every single month. Okay guys, today our guest is Carrie Wilkerson. She's a small town girl who's able to think beyond the city limits. Carrie Wilkerson is a best-selling author and international speaker, award-winning podcaster, and a sought-after radio guest. She's been featured on CNN, Fox Business News, and was named by Forbes as a top business influencer. She's also consulted marketing and launch teams of Dr. John Maxwell, the great Zig Ziglar, and other influential business leaders on business strategies and current trends. She has grown her email list she calls it her stadium, to over 100,000 community members where she helps ordinary people live extraordinary lives. Carrie Wilkerson, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. Sweet. Well, look, anything that I missed in your bio, do you want to lay any more groundwork before we get into the meat and potatoes? No, 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 no. Um, that, that was plenty. <laughs> okay, great. Well, help folks understand, you know, we, we became friends a long time ago. You were, you were my first ever outreach online, first, uh, first sale. We worked with you and your team, and it was a really a great experience, and I consider myself blessed to call you a friend. And you've shifted your business model over the years, depending on kind of where your passions are and, and what you're focused on. So help the top tribe understand what you're focused on selling right now. Um, you know, actually right now, I, I don't even say that I sell anything, but the fact is I'm a consultant, I'm an encourager, I am a keynote speaker, so I do charge for that. I do uh, charge for high-level consulting. I have a few information products here and there, but really those are just kind of unvaulted time to time. I don't have any constant information products. So I would guess I would just sell my brain time to time and sell my mouth sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and people How's buy that? it. People, and it, and people it's a commodity. It. There yep. you go. People buy it. So well, we could go either the consultant route, and I've got questions about that, or kind of the keynote route. Which would you say is a bigger a business that you enjoy more, the consulting or the keynoting? Oh, I love keynoting. I mean, keynoting is a joy. My daddy told me when I was little, girl, if you could just figure out a way to get paid for talking, you'll have it made. And so, woohoo, I did. I love <laughs> I that. did. It's what, it's what I do. I get paid for running my mouth. So, uh, you know, we can go that route. We can cover both. It's okay. totally up to you. Let's go the keynote route. I, keynote route. I know there's several top tribe members listening who might be thinking about speaking at a conference or getting on the circuit. Or, Carrie, maybe they have fallen into the trap, uh, which I think you probably know of uh, people that have fallen into this trap where they just go to these conferences, they speak for free, they waste a lot of money on travel, and it kills their energy. Walk us through how you were able to build keynoting as part of a revenue stream for you. Yeah, um, that's a great, a great, great question. Uh, there are a lot of people that just speak for exposure, which can be very valid if you're capturing names, capturing emails, capturing information. It's never just exposure. Um, I will keynote for several different reasons. I will keynote for cash. 
I will keynote, keynote for book sales. I will keynote for credibility if there's somebody I really want to share the stage with that I have not previously shared the stage with. I've shared the stage with some amazing people, but I will say yes to something that's unpaid if, you know, if it's going to build my credibility and I will keynote for contacts. So those are the four ways I get paid. Got it. And and walk us through, do you rem- remember the first paid keynote you did? Oh, absolutely. Can you like walk it us through yesterday. it? Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't intend to be a keynote. I always knew I'd be on stage, but I thought I was going to be a musician. As you know, my girls are all musicians. <laughs> so talented. Very musical family. And that's the, you know, even in college, that's the path I was headed But I decided to get out as fast as I could, and I changed to mass comm, mass communication my last semester just so I could be done. And um, anyway, I was building my online brand of the Barefoot Executive, which I launched August 27th of 2007. I had a 10-week-old baby, my fourth of four. And I started doing interviews online like this, except we didn't call them podcasts. We were just doing, you know, telesummits, teleconferences, those kind of interviews. And I call it the Oprah effect because I interviewed so many people and started establishing my credibility that way. I became known as an expert, even though I wasn't the one teaching the information. I was the one funneling the information. And I got a call at my home number from a corporate agency for a direct selling company that was having a national conference. And they had been on those interviews, listening to me and stalking me for Uh. weeks. And they said, we can only offer you $2,000 because we just don't have any budget. But for $2,000 in your expenses, would you drive 30 minutes to us and do a 60-minute speech and motivate our people? I said, "Um, well, (laughs) I'm going to have to check my calendar. I'm going to have to check my calendar. And that is different from my normal fee because my normal fee was nothing, right? I said, it is different from my normal fee. (laughs) so smart. As long as I can sell um, CDs and information while I'm there, that would help me make up the rest of my fee. And this was really totally on the fly. I had nothing written. I had nothing planned. And um, they said, absolutely, anything you want. And so um, the funny thing is we had just moved into a new house. I had just picked out a swing set for the kids. It was like a fork combination swing set. I guess some people call this law of attraction, right? It was um, $2,000. I had just picked it out, cut out the picture, and put it on my vision board the day before. And I used that keynote fee to buy that swing set for my kids. That's amazing. And uh, Yeah, that was huge. But then the story gets better. When I went into that speech, it was really such a fun experience. But I sold probably double in CDs and materials that I created myself. Um, this same way with a microphone talking into a recorder, I created um, more than double the cash from my product sales than I did from the keynote. But then from there, I was an established keynote. My next keynote fee was $7,500. So I went from $2,000 to $7,500. And my next one was twelve five. I mean, that was my jump Got within, um, you know, nine months. And walk, I mean, first off, people are listening right now, falling out of their seats going for <laughs> Kids, four kids? Are you kidding me? I mean, four. how did you how did you do this with four kids? 
Well, really, we're going to go birds and bees? Or yes. do you mean, how did I build business? No, give me, give me birds and bees, baby. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I think everyone listening probably knows how that happens. We don't need oh, details okay, there. Okay. But time-wise, yes, how would you do it? Yeah, well, you know, you, you work when they're sleeping. You work when they're at preschool. There were years and years that I only worked on Tuesdays and Thursdays or during nap times. Wow. Because that's... That Tuesday, Thursday was when they were at preschool or mom's day out. And then um, I juggled the rest of it. So uh, a lot of people go, oh, well, you must have grandparents that live close. My grandparents, my parents live over an hour and my parents are busier than I am. And so they are not (laughs) babysitters. They are not. And so any help I've ever had, I love to hire homeschool teenagers as play dates, you know, maybe once a week. Um, But I'm also really involved with my kids. You know that for a fact. I will be the first person to say, nope, can't do that. I've got something going with the kids. You have turned Um, me down many times because you're busy watching a play. I saw (laughs) your younger one just got a new role as the good one instead of the bad, bad role, which you love. Sleeping Beauty. She is. So cute. Well, look, I mean, so let me just get some timeline stuff. First off, you gave our audience a golden nugget. You basically gave the call script you used when you got that inbound lead from the, the company asking you to yeah. speak. You made sure to set yourself up as a as a something that's to be desired versus saying, oh my gosh, yes, like yeah. I've never made this much before. Like, give yeah, it to you me. You are the prize. You are the prize. Totally. So smart. Um, walk me through, you launched the thing in 2007 as the Barefoot Executive. Set up your URL. Yes. How many months before you got that call? How long were you doing this? Oh, Four, uh, four or five months. Four or five months. Okay, great. And how yeah, long I mean, between the first pod, the first keynote and the second? Um, maybe six months because that wasn't my goal was to be a keynote. I, again, it was another inbound call. And I knew that their speaker the year before had been Chris, Chris Brogan. So I called his office to find out what his fees were. Mm, and it. I adjusted mine down at that point by $2,500. Now, he's way more than that now. And incidentally, so am I. But uh, I called to see what his fees were. I adjusted it down by 2500 when they called me so that I would be a deal. Yeah. Since I wasn't as big of a best-selling author as he was at that time and all that. Um, and I got it. And it wasn't. You know, it was it was good. It was it was fun. Now I've never marketed myself as a keynote speaker until now. I mean, that's it's kind of new that I even have a web page up, and because I want to be here with my kids, I would rather be speaking on podcasts and things. But now the kids are big enough; they can go with me. My youngest is eight, so they can go with me. They also homeschool three days a week. Got it. <laughs> so, Wow. <laughs> That's another thing that I do. So they can pack a bag and go with me if I need them to or if the schedule dictates that. But what's really important for, for you guys to know is you, you won't start there. You, you will start speaking for contacts, you know, negotiate for the database of the event or snag their information from your slides. Give them something to text in and opt in for or credibility so that you can take pictures with John Maxwell and get a video. I have a video of John Maxwell talking about what an excellent communicator I am, how I'm one of the best speakers he's ever heard. You think that doesn't do anything for my credibility? That's huge. It's huge. It's so huge. If you are loving this episode, you will love episode number eight, where we talk to the head of strategy at GoPro, responsible for taking them from $300,000 a year in sales to $300 million in sales. And to celebrate the top tribe, I am giving you guys the chance to win a GoPro and my top three favorite business books. In order to win, simply text the word Nathan to 33444. Again, N-A-T-H-A-N to 33444 for your chance to win hundreds of dollars in prizes every week. The first one is a GoPro and my favorite business books. 
Well, we're getting close to wrapping up, but first I want to understand a little bit to the extent that you're comfortable sharing. Are you comfortable sharing? I'm curious. Of the speak, just the keynoting, not the consulting, just the keynoting between 2007 and the end of 2014, how much revenue was that specific revenue stream responsible for for you? Uh, well, that's a tricky question, Nathan, because it, you can't just count your keynote fee. You you have to count in, you know, the re, because I was a keynote speaker, I got a book deal. My book deal was an incoming lead. I didn't chase that down. Okay. Um, because of that, I got contracts from people in the audience. So I would estimate, you know, well over a million dollars just because of speaking for contacts, speaking for um, cash, speaking, you know, for book sales, those kind of things. But I would say well over a million dollars. And folks may need to know this. Two years I took pretty much off. Um, one of those years, the, the year my baby was going into kindergarten, the year before she went to kindergarten, I took about a six to eight month sabbatical to just waller in the fact that my fourth baby was going to school the next year. Um, <laughs> the year my second oldest was graduating from high school, her senior year, I took a long sabbatical and I joined the prom committee and raised money. And, you know, I became full time, full time, you know, fundraiser mom and project mom and field trip mom that year. So two of those years were almost completely off, but it really does come down to building your online presence, maximizing your social and, and knowing that you are the prize. The client is not the prize as, as much as we think they are as desperate as we think we get. We really are the one with the intellectual property and the asset. Well, and you position yourself so brilliantly. I think a lesson people can take right from this uh, this one show is, you know, say no to more stuff and you become more desirable. Oh yeah. The minute you have a waiting list or that you have the power to say no, uh, the more expensive you can be, the more elusive you're considered. And, you know, if I were to send out an email to 50 contacts and say, I'm only going to have 10 dates next year, um, not only would I be booked super quick, but I could probably charge more mm-hmm. uh, because when you have the power to say no. And now I take the power to say no, not just because of money, because it's not about money for me, but really about guarding a lifestyle of my kids. I yep. have one working to be on Broadway, one with special needs, one that's a 17 year old sophomore in college, and then, you know, the baby. So, uh, that's my power of no, you have to know why you're doing this. And it really is not always about the money. Um, period. You, I encourage people to watch you online and they will see that what you are communicating is exactly what you mean. You know, it's pictures of your kids and celebrating yep. their successes. And I mean, it's just so much fun to watch. So Carrie, you've given us a bunch of gold nuggets, but we are getting to the point in the show where it is time for our famous five. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. What is your favorite business book? Uh, Besides the Barefoot Executive by Carrie Wolverson. Yeah, the Barefoot Executive is my very favorite, but the Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes, the late Chet Holmes. And tell me real quick, why do you recommend that book? Yeah, I read it every year at least one time and get something different from it every single time. But I just think it's such a smart, practical strategy application for any business model, period. Awesome. Number two, you are in demand. If people want to come watch you and see you, what is the next conference you're going to? 
Um, I am going to, actually, it's a private invitation-only conference, so I can't really announce that one. I I truthfully only attend one conference a year as a student so that I can focus on implementing that the rest of the year, and I just just finished that one. But What is that one, Carrie? What is that one? I went to the ClickFunnels Funnel Hack. Uh, It's an online marketing seminar that Russell Brunson had. Uh, I just came back. As a matter of fact, I flew back from Europe with my girls, left them at the airport with their dad, got on a plane and went straight to Vegas, jet lag and all, to be at that conference so that I could better learn that software and those tactics. Because the minute you quit learning uh, is the minute you're you're dying on the vine. Such an insight. Say that one more time. The minute you stop learning is the minute you are literally dying on the vine. I love that, Carrie. Okay. You're dying on the vine. If you're not growing, you're dying on the vine. Totally. Number three, what is your favorite tool, Carrie? You know, like Evernote. Um, yeah, I'm not much of a tool user. I'm not uh, a gadget adopter, but I, I love social media. But tool tool, um, I'm really loving ClickFunnels right now. It's integrating all of my softwares. It's super easy to use. Oh, but no, no, I do have a favorite. Okay, my favorite is Schedule Once. Oh, in CE schedule once it allows my clients, my interviews, my everybody to just jump on my calendar and see those spots that I've opened up. They don't see my whole calendar. They only see my elusive spots, like how, when I open it up. In demand, baby, right? Yeah, there you go. Scarcity. Scarcity. I love it. Okay. Four, when you need something outsourced, do you use a typical website, you know, to find people to work with? Yeah, I've had great luck with Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. The trick with Fiverr is to never work with somebody new, to be really specific in what you're looking for, to sort them in descending order by their recommended ratings, to look closely at their portfolio and be ultra specific about what you love and what you don't love and what you want and what you don't want using audio, video and written text. Don't expect them to read your mind. Such important insights. Okay, this is my favorite, Carrie. This is my favorite question. If you wish your 20-year-old self knew one thing, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. So many things. So many things. I'm way older than you, Nathan, and so many things. I'm 43 this year. And so I would say... um, I I would say there's no hurry, and yet there is. Um to experience life. I would say that the world is this amazing playground. We are not the United States. We are not Australia. We are not Britain. We are the world. I, I, I'm going to break into song here, right? I'm an 80s kid. <laughs> we're the world and we're just connected by planes, trains, and automobiles. See as much, do as much, experience as much as you can of all of it. Because the quicker you do that, the more you realize that people are just people. Whether they're important people or not important people in your head, whether they're elevated or non-elevated, no matter what their color, no matter what their country, no matter what their language, no matter what their beliefs, people are just people. We have hearts, we have souls, we bleed, we hurt, we laugh, we dance, and people are just people. And I think once you open your eyes to that and the earlier you can really see that in practice and not in theory, makes you a better uh, parent, makes you a better partner, it makes you a better business person, makes you a better world citizen. And I, I tell you what, 
it just is mind changing. Uh, I'm from Texas and we're very Texas centric <laughs> in this, you know, where we're our, our own country, so to speak. But I think the minute people start thinking of the world as where we live instead of the state or the country where we live, um, it makes a huge difference. It really does. Great. Well, I gotta say, that's such an important message. So, look, guys, Texas gal mother of four, wicked yes. sharp business brain. <laughs> Carrie Wilkerson, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Nathan. Real quick, Bye -bye. where can people connect with you online if they want to learn more? Yeah, CarrieWilkerson.com. Carrie spelled like Stephen, Queen, uh, Stephen King's, you know, prom girl, C-A-R-R-I-E, Wilkerson.com or Facebook.com, uh, Barefoot Executive or Instagram, Carrie Wilkerson. Just Google me, you'll find me. I'll pop up. Okay, Carrie, thank you so much. Thanks, Nathan. Bye-bye. In the next episode, number 13, you'll meet Christian Smith, who almost lost his car in the Pacific Ocean in a tragic story and turned that opportunity into a crowdfunding campaign where he raised over a million dollars in pre-sales. This podcast is produced by Oration Recording and is sponsored by Eddie Communications and Roanoke, Virginia's Grandin CoLab, the premier workspace for entrepreneurs and growing companies.